I have my family over from Jamaica. They don't realize I'm recording the season finale, and I don't think they care. Remember, not a route from Clarence. Usually, I'm in my recording studio. Had some special gift or curse to see spiritual realm. AKA the bedroom. But I don't want to seem antisocial. She even claimed to see a man dressed in black that collect people's souls. My cousin passed me a plate of ackee. Sawfish and fried dumplings. They place there in a mental asylum, some kind of rubber. Room. Sometimes I try to talk Jamaican. Wagwanda man, pass me the dashin. It's embarrassing. My Canadian accent breaks through like a bad habit. I sound like a foreigner trying to fake it. None of it sounds authentic, even though I was born on the island. Maybe Nutty Root wasn't so nutty because the same strange man that collects souls was discovered in foreign countries. Major news treated as a conspiracy or urban legend. They're not taking it seriously. My parents thought it was a good idea to migrate to the promised land of hockey and maple syrup, to a stable democracy with a beaver as their mascot. Poetic earthlings. I was eight years old. When you're that young, you can't vote, you can't drink or smoke, or even think for yourself. If they told me I was going to migrate to Siberia, what choice did I have? For me, the Earth was one big Jamaica. I mean that literally. The notion of traveling to distant nations, exploring strange customs, didn't dawn on me. I was surrounded by majestic hills, warm rain, cool vibes, and golden sunsets. All right, I think you get the picture. Let's just say all of my needs were met on the island. I never went to bed hungry, or kept in bondage by a brutal government. Now, why did my parents make that decision to uproot me and my brother? This is a good question to ponder, expound on, and connect the unconnected dots. But again, I was eight years old. I could barely tie my shoes. Cousin Benny's greedy fingers dashed across the table for another helping of jerk chicken. I'm not saying that Benny is a jerk or even the chicken. Jerk. Is a kind of seasoning layered over the chicken to give it a distinct taste. Originally, it came from West Africa. Forced out of the motherland due to the slave trade, and ended up in Jamaica. I, I think I'm losing my point. Where was I again? Oh yeah, I said I could barely tie my shoes, much less scrutinize our exodus from a tropical paradise. As a child, time and consciousness is backwards and uneven. My departure from the island felt like an alien abduction. One moment I was eating fried breadfruit, and the next moment I was in the back seat of a car. 
I asked the driver where we're going. He responded, Canada. And, and I said, Canada? I didn't know what Canada was. How long would it take to get there and when will we come back home? From here to the mothership, oops, I mean the airplane, the details are spotty. Just one moment, Uncle Mavis is kind of loud. He's always making me laugh, even though I don't understand a word he's saying. Okay, back to the airplane. We were all seated, all professional except for one oddball, me. I was leaping down the aisle of the plane like a Broadway performance, smiling from air to air without the thought of engine failure or terrorist attacks. When you're that young, you don't think about these grim possibilities. The next moment, I was by the window looking down at thousands of streetlights that resembled stars in the night sky. Toronto Airport was below. I was dressed in the thickest snowsuit known to man, with thermal socks, thermal underwear, and Yukon boots. I look like the Marshmallow Man from the Ghostbusters movie. Looking out of the airport window, I saw white crystallized shapes moving free and landing in silence. Snow. As I reflected, I remained seated by the dinner table, struggling to piece together a season finale. My mother told me there was better jobs and opportunities in this country. Despite the freezing cold, I learned to get used to it. Things are more structured in Canada, more functional than my island paradise. A man in a black pinstripe suit caught my attention. He sat a few feet away from the dinner table. An old-fashioned pocket watch emerged from his vest. He looked at it, wrote something down in his notebook and placed it back in his vest. Who invited him? He didn't look familiar. To make matters worse, his black fedora covered half of his face. No one seemed to notice him, even though he stood out like a sore thumb. Does anyone know that guy? The table went silent. What do you see? You know, that fellow sitting over there. 
I tried not to point. No one is there. The red label wine must have gotten to your head. I know it wasn't the liquor. I'm only on my first class, and I know for sure I wasn't seeing things. He raised his head and stared into my eyes. You're not supposed to see me. His words and his dark, piercing eyes turned the room cold. What do you mean I'm not supposed to see you? My family stopped eating. Mr. Campbell, you're drawing attention to yourself. He was right. I awkwardly excused myself from the table and walked over to him. As I said, what do you mean I'm, I'm not supposed to see you? What are you talking about? He took out a cigarette, struck a match, inhaled, and breathed out the smoke. Let me rephrase it. All of my clients see me after, but not before. He wasn't making any sense. And who said he could smoke in my house? Who invited you? No one invites me. That's not how it works. He slowly walked down the hallway and paused at each family photo. Lovely wife. Handsome son. I'm sure they're going to miss you. Who does he think he is weaseling his way in, acting all chummy, like if he knows me? But the sad truth, he knows everything about me. From my birthplace in Kingston, Jamaica, to moving to Canada, he even retold my first kiss, my first fight, and all of the milestones and stupid things that I did when I was growing up. Wait a second, who are you? And what do you mean my family's going to miss me? He slowly removed his fedora ran his fingers through his hair and cleared his throat. I go by many names. The Grim Reaper. The Great Equalizer. Or you can just call me The Collector. He placed his hat back on his head and took a nice long drag of the cigarette. No wonder no one else could see him. But if he's here to collect my soul... Then where's my body? I explained that this must be some kind of mistake, since I'm very much alive. He flipped through his notebook and checked his pocket watch. The clock is never wrong, Mr. Campbell. In less than three minutes, your heart will give out. I can't go now. I'm working on the season finale of my podcast. Also, there's other stuff that I like to accomplish. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready. That's what they always say. You're like the other chumps, trying to hold on to a disappearing world. When I show up, they want more time. They're never satisfied with the amount. I met a 100-year-old church-going chain smoker that begged for a few more weeks. That's the problem with you earthlings. 
You invest in the trivial and not the spiritual. You hide behind illusions rather than facing the inevitable. I'm just a collector. I'm no archangel or even a preacher. By the way, bud, you got, got less than one minute left. I wasn't ready to go without a fight, so I clenched my fists and stood strong. Maybe it's some elaborate hoax, and my family was in on it from the beginning. Besides, I'm in good health. So, what's he talking about? Or maybe he's a life insurance agent telling me a story to sweeten the deal. Even if it's legit, I refuse to die. My time here on Earth is not finished. I'm not ready to. It looks like York left us on a cliffhanger. Where is he, and what's going to happen next? Poetic Earthlings will return for our Four. season in early 2022. In the meantime, I will release special bonus episodes. Thank you to the following Earthlings that contributed to the show. Tiffany C. Lewis from Rebellion Lit. You can find all of her books on rebellionlit.com. The talented Emily Inkpen. Jennifer Willis. Brent Stark from the Most Precious Commodity Podcast. The storyteller, Graffiti Blue. The man of mystery, Dark Samaritan. The head instigator himself, Timothy at Create Art Podcast. Alex from Time for Your Hobby Podcast. And last but not least, York's big brother, Elvis. Thank you for listening to season three. And if you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe at PoeticEarthlings.com. While you're there, you can stream or download previous seasons and read articles related to the episodes. To stay connected to York or to see if he's dead or alive, reach out to him on Twitter at PoeticEarthling. I'm Shantae from ctamarketing.biz. I'm also the host of the Call to Action podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform self-starters and entrepreneurs on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Thank you for listening. See you next time on Poetic Earthlings. Where are you? New York. Where are you? New York. Poetic Earthlings. By your Campbell.